Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Earning. I'm Merle Coombs. And if you'd like to join me today, the phone lines are going to be wide open. You can call me 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. I'm going to hit the houseplant category a bit today. I got a couple people joining me and uh, I searched um, through, if you go on Instagram, if you're an Instagram type person, you'll see... Um, plants have become very popular on Instagram and on a lot of the social media um, platforms. So it's interesting. Um, there's, there's once you get into it, there's and some of the older people, younger people, all kinds of demographics, which is pretty cool, are really getting into into this demographic. So it's a lot of fun. And so I have a couple people. I have Lynn, and her uh, her tag is. Lynn's Plant Life, at Lynn's Plant Life on Instagram, but it's spelled L-I-E-N-S Plant Life, and she's going to join me at 9.30, and then I got at Crazy Plant Guy, Christian, he's going to give me a shout at 10 o'clock, and uh, he's from Toronto, and he has a, they have a thousand more followers, the Crazy Plant, I think he's up to 10,000 followers or 5,000 followers, lots of people following these people on on social media, um, looking at different house plants and and what they're doing with them, it's 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 pretty cool, and we're seeing a big um, flush of that coming into the store. Lots of young people, like everybody's coming in and really looking for those special house plants, all the different ones. Lots of new trends in in plants. So I think it sort of goes to what I was chatting about before, is regarding, um, you know. The, the experience and and people are looking for something more than social media is fun you can look at some stuff but once you get involved and at least they're doing some plants and doing different things and then sharing their experience uh, I think that's what is really going to be coming the trend over the next few years and and it's nice to see plants because it's it's good for the house it it uh, cleans out the carbon dioxide, so we should actually be able to get carbon credits, maybe. I have to look into that. Maybe Trudeau will send us some cash for all the plants. <laughs> if you have a bunch of plants in your house, we have to put that on our income tax form and say, hey, I bought five pothos and uh, two piece lilies. Um, what do I get for that? Okay. I think so. Gord's in agreement. He's he's uh, he's he's shaking his head behind the behind the window with me. He's uh, he's in for it. So, anyways, so we'll see if the accountants will have to look into that about <laughs> carbon credits for house plants. But hey, it, it, they do clean the the carbon out and they bring in nice uh, oxygen for you. So it's always a good thing. And a house with plants always makes it feel a little bit uh, feels nice and homey. So. Looking forward to to chatting with these folks today and uh, see what's brought them into the the houseplant uh, world. Because I, I and again the pots um, we've worked really hard at Spruce It Up trying to find. Um, we just got a truckload of um, pots in new indoor line of pots and lots of white. White is a big color inside, so we got lots of colors, but lots of white. And lots of different indoor pots. So looking forward to getting those all unpacked this coming week and sharing them with, with everybody. And Zoe, our, our houseplant guru, she did her orders yesterday or on Friday. So after the holidays, we'll have a fresh batch of plants coming in. So looking forward to that. So anyways, it's a, it's nice to see 
um, a trend. And again, I feel I feel uh, a blast and and fairly fortunate to to be in the type of business I'm in because uh, most of the time it, it's pretty um, beneficial and it's usually fairly positive. But you have to work at it. It's it's not a it's not an easy game for us in the business. You have to make sure you're paying attention to what's out there and. Uh, and we work hard at that. So um, thanks for coming out and supporting me and Spruce It Up team last year. And uh, it was a good. It was a good season. We're looking forward to this coming season. And I know I've mentioned I've, we've built a new perennial house, so we'll have all our perennials in one big house. So looking forward to that. Seeing how that goes. So, anyways, I'm going to go. Lynn's uh, see they're in the banana belt down there in Lethbridge. And we'll see what she's doing. Is she's already mowing her grass up there? Good morning, good morning, Lynn. Hello. Oh, just about. Yeah. No kidding. Eh? It's. Uh, I've seen some. Um, there was a story on the news of, a, of something in Lethbridge. There's not a lot of snow down there right now, is there? There's none. But yeah. There's lots of wind. Yeah, I bet. When we're windy here, I can imagine what you're getting. Oh, it's horrible. It, today and yesterday, it didn't blow for a change, but oh, it's. It, it, I mean, you can do nothing. It's horrible. It is. It's hard on you, isn't it? Because I know we have a couple of nurseries down there, too, that we grow with, and... Uh, when I go down there to flag our trees, at least I know they're going to be sturdy. <laughs> they're not going to go anywhere. Well, so. I, I listen to you, and you always say, water your evergreens well. Yes. And I did put the drip around, and what happened was I'd gone out with a friend, and I forgot <laughs> it. And I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning and shut off the water, so it's well watered in. Okay, perfect. <laughs> no. what, what I need to know about my lawn, Merle, is... Yeah. It's looking, well, it's green. Nobody else's is green because I'm using your fertilizer. Okay. But it's, um, it looks, it doesn't, it doesn't have dewworms or anything, but it just looks ratty. It looks like it's too thick. It looks like it needs some, something done to it. My husband used to take care of it and he's gone and I'm trying to do my best, but it, it just, it, it it's dry in spots. It, I don't know if it needs power raking. I don't know if it, it's Yeah, you that. should power rake. Most springs, you should remove the thatch, especially if you're using the 16326, the okay. green it up fertilizer, because it does create a nice thick thatch. Mm-hmm. So it is good to remove the thatch in the spring, um, and then that'll help um, aerate it and clean it out. So just hire a power raker guy. Okay. They come around and and do a good spring cleanup. But make sure you wait until it's thawed, but not when the grass is growing too much. It's always that fine line because sometimes if you wait too long and then you end up ripping a bunch of the grass out. So mm-hmm. just when the ground's thawed, all the snow's gone, and you can you can dig in a little bit into the grass before it starts going green, uh-huh. that's the perfect time to, to get your... To, to get it power raked. Absolutely. Good. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, and then just continue on with the with the Green It Up program and uh, and a nice thick lawn and it's just and once you get the the levels correct, which and just the mowing, it it'll even out really nicely. If it, it if it is lumpy, you might want to look at doing a bit of tr- of uh, top dressing if you need to. Okay, that will probably work too. Thank you very. You're very much. welcome. Thanks a million. Have Thanks, a good Lynn. Year. You bye too. Bye bye. Bye. All right. And, uh, yeah, grass, and I did notice that. I, I thought I heard last week that they had got a bunch of snow down there, and but I know it's been really warm and very, very windy in southern Alberta, so I imagine a lot of it has uh, has melted down there as well. Well, right now, I'm going to go to the phone lines and uh, chat with Sue. Good morning, Sue. Oh, good morning, Merle. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. I've started lemon trees from seed. Yep. 
and I have a couple of trees that are, some are three inches, some are six inches. Mm-hmm. Some I've given 24 hours um, light, growing light, and um, just last week I gave half of them 12 hours growing light, 12 on, 12 off. Okay. They're, they're smaller than the others. Yeah. But my main question is, how do I fertilize these young plants? Um, they do like a little bit more of an aesthetic fertilizer, so we do recommend using our Green It Up, the 301010, the Evergreen Fertilizer. Okay. Um, they do like that. And I would, right now, I wouldn't fertilize a whole lot. Are they blooming? I know all my citrus stuff in the in the greenhouse at the store is, is in full bloom right now. Um, so it's getting ready to start needing some fertilizer in that as well. When you say full bloom, are we talking flowers? Or yeah, just- flowers. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no mine at the store. I'm just, I was in there yesterday um, and just started, I was looking in the greenhouse and I just noticed, man, all the citrus of just blooming like crazy, the column Column Dawn oranges are full. All my limes and stuff over the winter. Now they're just they're, there's white blooms all over them. So um, they're getting ready to start uh, producing some citrus. Now, when I read up on it uh, in the computer, um, number one, I, it takes according to the computer two to three years before it produces fruit, and then they recommend fertilizing with a similar thirty ten ten, more yeah. like six zero zero actually, um, but only two times a year and not in the fall. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like right now, you're getting close because they're sort of, um, they're more of a, like February is when I would start fertilizing my citrus stuff. Yes. And I would use the 301010. So like I said, it's very similar to that. Go about half strength in the winter, like February. Go once a month, February, March, April, and uh, go about half strength. And and then once you get into the full summer, you can move to a full strength. And I would just do it once a month throughout the summer. Okay, should I leave them on the 24 hours of... No, they do like to shut down a bit. They do need a little bit of plant. They need a little bit of rest. So um, twelve on, twelve off. Yeah, that's lots. That, that's, that's that's perfect. You just yeah, you just because they they need some rest too, right? If you just keep it yeah. going all the time, it, yeah. it can become hard on them. And with the new LED lights, just be careful of of light scorch. Um, if you get too close and things like that. Oh, one more thing. Um, last year, I started just one plant, and it grew about 10, 12 inches high, and I put it outside in the sun for the summer, and it burned. Yeah, no, our sun, and a lot of people don't realize how strong our sun is. Like, it's, um, I, I know people that come up here from the States and from California and different places, and they come and they just get burnt because they think, oh, I got a bit of a tan, I'm from California, this is nothing up, up here in Canada. But our sun up here is very intense, especially in the summertime. Yeah, you can fry your houseplants. So really never recommend putting a lot of our, some of our, even our yucca and some of those ones, the desert plants. If if they go from the house to put them outside, they can get sunburnt. And you need to transition them. You need to get them used to it. If you just put them right out in the sun, they will burn. Would um, four hours of sun in the mid of, middle of summer be sufficient or too much? Too too much. Again, you need to to tr- uh, transition them. Put oh. them outside into a little bit of filter light first and then gradually get them out. And if it's one of those hot, hot sunny 30-degree days, I would move them out of that hot sun because yeah. it's just too much for them, like okay. unless they're really, really used to it. So I'm going to start with 30-10-10, and am I going to switch to anything once they get a bit older? Um, no, that's a that's a pretty good one for them. They like that. The only, the one they do like a tall cylinder pot though too. Like they don't like a big big wide pot. They do like one that's a little bit more like in a cylinder shape. 
you know what I've been collecting from the Salvation Army is the uh, wine coolers. You know oh. those wine coolers in the clay pot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm putting plants in them on my deck in the summer. Okay. Now I can do it with these plants. Absolutely. Oh, perfect. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, I forgot to mention, I was going to talk to her if she's starting them from seeds and that. I think she said she was. But uh, always an interesting uh, thing. And then I, it's getting some pictures sent to me. Pat has sent a picture of his amaryllis. Might have amaryllis blooms to show you next Sunday. His amaryllis has two big stalks coming up, both ready to bloom like crazy. And he has a jade and a few other plants in the background, some orchids and different things. So, um very interesting. Love all the all the house plants and the different things. And uh, got a text from I'm not too sure who it is, but it says, "Great show. Any way to repair the holes in the Carragana hedge? And when is the best time to do the repair?" Um, it's it is what I would do with that hedge too is maybe create a little bit of a like a trend, like make a a bed for it, like make a nice straight edge and cut. And create like a two foot wide bed in the middle. And what you can do is, I've seen you've pruned it a couple times where you've trying to thicken it up. Um, they will thicken up, um, but the only thing you really do is just purchase maybe another two gallon to put into those spots and uh, to fill them up. And again, I would I would cut a shrub bed around those two feet wide, sort of create like a trough look. And bark mulch it and then fertilize. Like Carragana will feed like crazy. And you can give them that 301010, the evergreen food. Um, they would respond really, really well. Um, start feeding them first of May. And the way you go, you'd be crazy and it'll it'll just grow like like mad for you. Fertilize once every two weeks on that hedge, and uh, you should be good to go. And I should be good to go. I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up. We are your destination for indoor house plants. Seeds and grower supplies now fully stocked. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I got a text regarding pets and uh, wondering what poisonous plants are for pets. Um, there's, there's, there's quite a few. And what it, one of the big uh, things that it does say right off the top is plants or pets, if they eat too much of any kind of plant, could cause vomiting, sickness, things like that. But some of the top ones that I'm just sort of looking on the pet poison help line, pet poison help line is uh, Diefenbachias, Daffodils, Lily of the Valley, Sago Palms, Tulips and Hyacinths. And so it sounds like a lot of the bulbs and things, maybe outdoor, things like that, aren't great for your cats and, uh, and for some of your pets. But uh, I just think if you're, if you're interested in certain plants, um, I would ask at the garden center where you're purchasing them, um, they can always, if they don't know for sure, I know we always looking up on, on Google or something for you and, uh, and see what, uh, making sure that we um, send you in the right direction so you don't end up with the wrong type of plants and things like that. And I'm going to go to Elaine, who's down in High River. Good morning, Elaine. 
Um, I have a question uh, regarding uh, low light. Okay. That's a big plant for the floor. I don't mind starting small, but um, it's it's not really dark, but there's no direct light at all. Mm -hmm. Um, We have great big windows, but where this plant or two plants would sit, they don't get any direct light. Okay. One of the best ones is the um, peace lily. Yeah, peace lily can do really nice in the shade. And then the sense of area, it's one that's also called the mother-in-law's tongue. It's sort of that long, skinny one. I know that, yeah. Yeah, that one does quite well in the shade as well. And some of the ferns, if it's sort of that diluted light, um, a lot of ferns do well in that type of light. So Good. Yeah. So there's quite a few plants. If it's total shade... Uh, but it sounds like you kind of have a filtered light. It's more filtered light. Yeah. So that opens um, you up to quite a few plants. Um, it's just ensuring, just watch that you don't get too much water going again when you, when it gets like that. And that's what I see the biggest thing, uh, problems when people get into that type of light source with their houseplants, is you end up watering too much. And the nice thing is there is some really, like if you have any kind of lamps or, or fixtures in the house where you can change the bulbs, um, you can put the grow lights right into them, and it's actually good for you too because then you're getting that full spectrum light. Not ever interesting. Yeah, so we have the bulbs that you can just switch out out of your reading lamp or whatever. Yeah, and we the, have a couple of them on, on each side of this area. Yeah, so that would be perfect. Just switch out the bulbs. Yeah. Um, and you can just have that, and plus it's good for you because then it gives you that full spectrum light for yourself as well. Oh, excellent. Yeah, a lot of people use it in the winter time for that seasonal <laughs> disorder if they don't get enough sunlight. So. Okay. There you go. So now you have a good excuse. You can sit and read underneath the lamp with your plants, and everybody's all good. It's going to be great. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's, um, it's, it is an interesting thing, and, and trying to figure out the lighting is the biggest thing, too, when you are picking out your plants, um, because it can be the one for to create a good success or, or, or the failure. And then I got a text from Brian. He has my two amaryllis plants. Red and white is a new plant this year, and the red one is about four years old. Blooms are seven inches across. I thought that thing's amazing. But uh, big, 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 big blooms on them. And what do they have? Two, four, six. Looks like six or eight blooms, four blooms on each one at least. So, yeah, gorgeous. And this starting to get the leaves um, coming up from the bottom. So nice, nice foliage. And then I also got another one from Pat. He's sending in some pictures of his jasmine as well. So if you want to send in any pictures or questions or give me a shout, the phone lines are wide open. You can call 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line. And if you're calling from out of town, 1-800-563-7770. And uh, looks like I'm right at the point where I could probably take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and if you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open. You can call, and I'm going to have Lynn on the on the line. She's from Lynn's Plant Life on on Instagram. She's going to join me here right away. And but if you want to call and ask any questions about houseplants or whatever else, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. A 
And uh, right now I'm going to go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Morning. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. That's good. Um, so I was um, always on Instagram, different social media things, and I'm just uh, I'm amazed at how the plants on Instagram now is such a it's a it's a huge thing. Oh, it's huge right now. Yeah. So, um, and your your tagline is is at L I E N S Plant Life. That's right. Yeah. So what ma- what made you decide to dedicate an Instagram account to your plants? Well, one day out of the blue, um, I was I was sharing my plants here and there with my friends on Instagram, and there was just really no interest in it. And you know, I I just really fell in love with sharing my plants at home, and uh, decided one day in April I started it up. And before you knew it, within three months, my following grew up to over a thousand, and just took off from there. Isn't that and that and then it's fun, right? Because then you you almost do you feel obligated to post. Oh, never. <laughs> never. Like, I can post maybe once every three days. Or, yeah. You know, it's it's just become an addiction, really, during summer months when um, the growing season is here. You, you just want to show everyone the progress on your plants at home. And, you know, um, I've connected with people across Canada, even people all the way in New Zealand. And that's what I like about it, too. And I think that's those are the good things about social media. And... Uh, and and connecting the world, and I think, um, and my wife actually told me this, Carolyn. She says that the reason Facebook was his intention was to bring the world together. So, um, and I guess it gets used for so many other different things, not necessarily the always always positive. But I, I think the Instagram on on with the plants, and and I see all the, I see young people, young guys, young girls, older ladies, older guys, like all kinds of different demographics are are really into this plant. So, um, it, it's it makes it a lot of fun. So, um, do you have a like a favorite theme of plants that you like to to go after? Or are you starting some of your own? Or how, what do you? Um, well, lately I've been liking plant propagation. Uh, I've done actually a few uh, plant cutting tradings over the past uh, few months as well, and it's it's a great way to get stuff for free. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'll admit I spend a little bit too much money on the plants. Um, after getting my fiddle leaf fig last fall, that was my biggest purchase, and I thought, no, this is ridiculous. Like, you could spend upwards of a thousand dollars a year. Just on house <laughs> hey, alone. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> so I know you've you've been into our store and things like that. So um, I do I do appreciate that. And we've seen a big influx of of people wanting house plants. And I know Zoe, our our plant purchaser, a plant buyer, she's worked. And it, it's hard where we are in the prairies to get some of the different varieties. But I know Zoe and that we're working hard trying to find different suppliers. And and bringing up the plants um, into our area for people like yourself that are looking for those different things. So, mm-hmm. so when you when you say you, you do a plant share, um, so do you say, "Hey, I got this to trade you," or like trading cards? Or <laughs> well, I never knew there was such thing. Um, I met another Instagram girl from Calgary, and um, she had been interested in one of my cuttings. She actually offered. Um, some cuttings herself, and I thought, well, why not go meet downtown um, in Inglewood at Plant and yeah. um, did the trades. I've oh. done that twice already. <laughs> <laughs> I've even had somebody in Saskatchewan mail me out some uh, cuttings as well, and 
it's just become an addiction, right? Actually, well, I might have to look at setting up a couple of these trading days out at the garden center <laughs> and let, <coughs> let everyone meet up and uh, and create like a. I know they do up seed like CD Saturday, oh. so we'll have to do. Uh, we have to come up with something for for cuttings. Um, <laughs> we'll have to cut cutting Sunday or something like that after the radio show. I'll have to get to some people to meet up down there because plants are fairly easy. And I was I had a lady in the store yesterday. She had a um, a shuffleera that was probably about six feet tall, but it had no leaves left. Oh wow! A couple leaves on the top. So I just recommend that she cut it off at two feet high. And just above the nodes. But a lot of those ones that she cut off above, you could turn into other plants. You could try and root them up. But a lot of people don't. And that's what I see happening over the next couple years as all these people are getting houseplants. When they get overgrown, what do they do with them? How do you mm-hmm. how do you deal with that? So learning how to cut them back and, and deal with the overgrowth and, and, and uh, all those other problems that come along with new industries. There's always new problems or new and new things that people have to come up with. Right. So when you when you are putting a plant on on your Instagram feed, um, how what is there certain tags that you like to do, or or what are you looking for to just some that hey this is really interesting to me, so I'm going to share it, or what makes yeah. you. Well, a lot of like the hashtags I, I kind of want to come up with like uh, unique ones. Um, like obviously my hashtag Lynn's Plant Life came up, and uh, there's probably about what, 75, 80 posts of that now. Um, and really, you want to attract more attention, right? So the fiddle leaf fig is obviously a really trendy plant. It's been a trendy plant for like, what the last five years, yeah, showing up in magazines all over the place. And uh, yeah, you definitely if you tag like fiddle leaf fig or fiddle leaf fig cuttings, people tend to geared towards those just because they're learning how to propagate them or grow them and you kind of just choose the more popular plants to hashtag i suppose yeah okay so what what is your favorite plant oh man that is hard to pick <laughs> uh, right now well i picked up a watermelon pepperonia yeah. and uh, that was it's so far my favorite because I, I really love the leaves on it yeah yeah, that the pepperonia one is a is a popular one. I know the watermelon one is a is one that's sort of bit sought after as well. And we have one coming in next week where you 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 can draw on it. Oh, it's called uh, oh, what is it called? But yeah, yeah, you, you can you carve your name in it. So it's I can't remember what it's called. It's something like a writing plant. I can't remember the exact name. But uh, Zoe had found it, so we have those coming in next week. So. Um, and that's sort of a trend on, on the, some of the Instagram things right now that we're seeing. So, um, I know we're always working hard at trying to find, but I, I'm really surprised that a lot of the old faithfuls are spider mite. I mean, spider, not spider mite, but the spider plant. You don't want spider mites on your plants. Um, <laughs> peace lilies are really, really popular right now as well. Okay. I don't know if you yeah. if you know like a lot of the just those old ones that you used to see at grandma's house or whatever they're they're always the tried and true and quite popular so right right and they're also really well at uh, do well at cleaning the air around you as well absolutely um, Lynn I'm just going to put you on hold and then yeah. actually I'm going to pull in maybe a, a listener or two and see if they have any questions and we'll see if we can uh, we'll chat with them a little bit okay for sure. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm joined by Lynn. And Lynn is Lynn's Plants Plant Life on Instagram. So that's L-I-E-N-S 
plant life. And if you're looking for it, a couple of texts asking me to, to mention your name again. So hopefully you get a couple more followers and then they can see what Lynn's up to with her, with her plant life. So what, what is your, do you have any, welcome back, Lynn. Thank you. Um, so what, do you have any plans um, coming up that uh, you're kind of a target that you're, a plant you're going after or, or anything that uh, you sort of, that's on your bucket list that you want to try and do this year with plants? Well, I always have a wish list. I was hoping to get a Hindu rope. I don't know why those are so hard to get. A Hindu rope? Okay. Because <laughs> yes. um, I want to always hear these ones too, because if it's sought after, we're always, like I said, we're always working hard trying to find the, those ones that are people are looking for too as well. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, like I, and other than that, I've just been doing a lot of plant cuttings, um, making little babies off of my uh, paleas. Um, I've been sharing those throughout uh, the year as well because they just grow like weeds. Yeah, do you use a grow light at all or? No, I don't. Um, I, my house is situated on a hill and okay. my, my main windows are south facing. Okay. So I get a lot of sunlight even throughout the winter. Okay, so you're lucky. Yeah, because mm. at this time of year, I know we used to, we'd start our cuttings. We'd start in about February. We'd start doing our cuttings because a lot of times in January with the with the low light days, a lot of stuff just sits there and mm-hmm. it takes a little bit longer to propagate. But yeah, propagation, I always love doing that. We used to do all the, we used to do all our own geraniums, like tons of plants. So we used to, used to love doing that. Well, this, I'm going to just get Denise on the line here with us. And uh, and we'll chat with her, and uh, we'll answer a question or two. Good morning, Denise. Good morning. Hey, how can we help you? Well, I have a couple questions. Uh, one's regarding my amaryllis. Yeah. I've got three of them, but uh, they're older bulbs, and they bloom for me every year. And this year, they have beautiful leaves, and that's it. Yeah. Lynn, do you do any um, amaryllis bulbs at all, or...? No, I don't. I'm really unfamiliar with the, that yeah, type. Yeah, the amaryllis, um, it's a Christmas bulb. Denise, what I'm probably thinking has happened is um, it just didn't, when they go dormant, when they're done blooming, it's important to feed them. And a lot of times you need the higher middle number. So like you'd use a 0 10, 10 or a 15, 30, 15 or something like that once they're done blooming. Okay. And then that regenerates the bulb, especially after the third, fourth, fifth year. Yep. Um, they start running out of the energy to produce the bloom, so then they just produce the the leaves first. And once they do that, yeah, you won't get a bloom because um, you'll just need to. So what? Treat it like a house plant right now. Start feeding it with like a fifteen thirty fifteen or a zero ten ten, and right. and build up the phosphorus, the high middle number into it, and then grow up for a couple months. Let it go dormant, and then regenerate it again next fall. Okay. Now, do I? Um, cut the leaves off at no, all? No, only like leave the leaves on right now, like grow just like a house plant for the next couple months, but start feeding it with that 0 10, 10 or the, like I said, the 15, 30, 15, which is the blooming fertilizer. Okay. And and then about, so what are we, we're January, so February, March, end of March, um, beginning of April, just stop watering it, just let it go dormant. Yeah. And then once it totally dries up, put it in that cool, dark place for the for the summer and then bring it up next fall and then replant it. Okay, I take them right out of the, the dirt that yeah. they're in. Yeah, I do that too. I prefer doing that with, with my bulbs. I like to shake off a lot of the dirt, clean them up a bit, let them dry. Then I just put them in like a cocoa moss um, into a cardboard box or something into a cool, dark corner. Okay. And uh, and then just let them sit. You can you can spray them with, uh, with the biofungicide, the natria. Yeah. And uh, just to help prevent any fungus and things like that, so... 
another quick question. Yep. Um, I have a ZZ plant. Okay. Uh, and I don't know. They say they can grow in dark almost, and they don't hardly need any water. But um, I've been doing that. I They do get some water, but not a lot. And they're definitely in a shaded area. There is some sun, but it's just not doing good. And it had big roots. Yeah. Lynn, do you uh, are you growing a ZZ plant? I do have one. Yeah, what's your experience with that? Well, I definitely potted up. Um, I've actually moved it to the north-facing windows, and I, whenever it does get dried out, I give it a good watering. Yeah, and uh, you might, um, Denise, you might be just a little shade. It sounds like depends how much light you need. Some when they say shade. Um, unfortunately, a lot of these plants and where the where the tags are written up are in the states or further south. So when they're talking shade, it's not the same kind of shade we get. And I and 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 lower days, like our days are shorter. Yeah. So I think that is the biggest thing. If so, I'd try to move it to the brightest spot, especially in the winter time, like right now. Yeah. I would move it into the brighter spot. So you're going to do the opposite of Lynn. Like she has south facing a bright home. It sounds like yours, you do have some shady spots. So I would try to get it into a bit more of a light. And okay. if, if it's really shady, I would go to like a, a different type of plant. Like if you need something in that room, like a peace lily or something like that. Well, those are doing very well, yeah. on the, you know, in the shade. I this I mean, mine's gr- it's green, Yeah. but it looks just weak. Yeah, no, it's just probably not getting quite enough light. Or like I mentioned before to another caller, is, um, the addition to grow lights into any of your lamps really makes a big difference. Okay. Because it's the, but you got to make sure they're the full spectrum bulbs, and yeah. we we do carry the the Sunblaster brand, so that's sort of what you want to look for. Okay. Alrighty. That really helps. Thank uh, you so much. You're very very welcome, and uh, thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Bye bye. Um, well, Lynn, and on going out here, what uh, do you do seeds as well, or do you are you a vegetable grower? Or do you do any other type of, or just are you more of a house plant person? Um, I try to do a little bit of everything. I do grow some hot peppers um, oh. with a few varieties, like habanero peppers and chili peppers. Um, I think they're pest magnets, to be honest. Yeah, they but. they can be. Um, so the one product we do carry is the is the pure spray green. And if you use that kind of on a weekly cycle, it works really good because it's a fungicide and an insecticide. Oh, oh wow. Okay. So it looks after all the spider mites, aphids, things like that. Oh, but great. like in the States, because it's a pharmaceutical grade mineral oil, it's sold in the States. It has, it says fungicide and insecticide, but in Canada, it's not registered yet as that. Oh, okay. So that, it's one of my favorite ones for a good, clean houseplant um Arsenal. If you're if you're looking for something to have, I, it, I need that for sure. Yeah, no, because it works really good as a fungicide as well. So okay. if uh, I'm just going to give your tagline one more time, so it's it's Lynn's Plant Life, and it's at L I E N S Plant Life. And uh, so if you're looking to follow what Lynn's up to in the plant world, um, that's where you'll find her. And uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join me today, Lynn. And uh, we look forward to uh, hooking up and uh, and seeing what you're up to on Instagram and uh, maybe come back and visit me in a couple months. For sure. Thank you so much, Mel. Thanks, Lynn. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I really appreciate when people take time out of their mornings to join. And uh, we have lots of callers today, which is awesome. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Good morning and welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roll Coombs. Going to go right to the phone lines and they're nice and full right now, which is awesome. Thank you so much for being up early and uh, joining me. Good morning, Elaine. Hi. I um I started out with one question, but I have three, but <laughs> That's only fine. if you have time. Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, well, the first is how to get an orchid to bloom again. Okay. And the, or do you want them all three or one? Oh, let's just do one at a time. So, um, what, did it bloom for you? Like, is this one that you had for a while and it just finished blooming, or tried it? You know, it was from the store and you know it finishes blooming, and yep. that seems to be it. Is the bloom stalk still on it? No. Okay. Did you cut it off? My sister-in-law did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, bad girl. Anyways, th- typically you want to leave that. Because um, when it when it's done blooming, it'll die back a, a couple inches, like an inch or two, and then you'll see a little. It'll turn brown at the end. Yeah. And at that point, you cut it off there, and then it'll bloom again off that same stalk, and then produce other blooms. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually, you could get three or four cycles of bloom off that one stalk. So unfortunately, you're gonna have to wait um, a bit more and get it into its blooming cycle again. Um, you can use a fertilizer. Like a fifteen thirty two fifteen um thirty fifteen something like that on it as well mm-hmm. and uh and you probably want to fertilize half strength and you kind of do it I would do it once a month right now and just get it into that good filtered light not not really bright bright direct light but a good a good bright spot in your house okay and it and it's just being patient with them they're not fast fast blooming ones. But um, once they get into that cycle, yeah, you just make sure you don't cut off that stem next time. Okay, and it's, are, is there any limit to a number of leaves you should allow it to have? I, I leave on anything that looks healthy, but as soon as the leaves start looking a bit um, not great, I, I remove them because I find the plant is using that energy um, to try and revive the old foliage. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes just speeding up the process of losing it helps the plant grow. It's not wasting energy on on old foliage, if that makes sense. So there's no actual number of leaves then? No, no. I've seen lots of healthy orchids with like 10 leaves. I've seen some with two or three. And and a lot of it depends on the size of pot and the amount of light and then how old it is as well. Because you can get some older ones, but this big, big um, covering the big eight-inch pot with lots of foliage, nice and healthy. Um, So more leaves is a little bit better like you don't want to i wouldn't take them off just for the sake of taking them off okay okay because well, it's right. they work like solar panels right they sort of take in the energy as well makes sense yes all right question number two well i have a hoya plant that never blooms even though it gets very bright sun okay and are you fertilizing i do okay because they they are a fairly bit of a heavy fertilizer um what, what numbers they, you want a higher middle number so oh. like a 15 30 15 again um, and that should um, trigger it into the blooming stage. And right now, um, I know mine at home actually just started blooming, and some of the goldfish things and, and hoyas and that, they'll start blooming um, typically into February, March, April sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would just be patient, keep it in that spot, um, give it a good thorough watering, and then fertilize after that. Make, give it a good dose of fertilizer on the 15, 30, 15, and uh, hopefully that'll help trigger some blooms for you. Okay, that's that's great. Thank you. All right. The last one? Or okay. you got yeah, it? you can do one more. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Norfolk pine, I'm not sure what light it likes. It lights a medium light. Oh. Yeah, not super, super bright, but because it's come out from the rainforest, so it's it's typically in a bit of a shaded spot, but mm-hmm. not real, real shade. Mm-hmm. All righty? 
Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, I need to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And on this hour, actually, I'm going to be joined by Christian. He's calling all the way from Toronto. And he's the crazy plant guy. Good morning, Christian. Good morning, guys. Hey, good mo- it's almost <laughs> afternoon there, I guess. Eh? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is just noon. The sun is out, uh, which is a rare occasion uh, lately here in Toronto, especially during the winter. So yeah, I'm guys... happy about it. My plants are happy about it. So that's good. <laughs> no kidding. Are you getting lots of, uh, is there lots of snow out there or? No, no, you know, so I'm originally from Winnipeg, so I'm used to the oh. winter season of Winnipeg where the snow stays and the sun is out. But here in Toronto, um, you know, although the weather is a lot more obviously warmer, um, the snow doesn't stay on the ground, uh, but it's a lot more cloudier. Okay. Um, uh, so I prefer the sun, bright winter, uh, even if there's snow on the ground, right? So. Absolutely. And uh, I'm just uh, going through your, your Instagram, and you are at Crazy Plant Guy on Instagram. Yes. And you, you also have a, a plant shop as well. It's called www.crazyplantguy.xyz yeah. shop. Yeah. So if people want to check that out. So what uh, what brought you into the plant world? Like what day did, what did you just wake up one day and say, hey, I love plants or, <laughs> or what happened? Well, no, I mean, uh, you know, uh, growing up, my, uh, uh, my grandpa had a lot of plants, right? Okay. And uh, as a child, uh, you know, he was the avid gardener of the family. During the summer, I would help him, uh, you know, uh, do tomatoes and eggplants and, and whatnot. But uh, inside the home, I grew up with a lot of, uh, he had a lot of spider plants oh, okay. and uh, yep. aloes. So it's always been part of me, I guess, growing up. But, um, you know, I always just assumed it was just part of the house. And, um, yeah, then when I, then my mom took, took a lot of it over. You know, she had a lot of uh, uh, plants as well. And then uh, when I moved out on my own, I took one of, uh, I took a cutting from her, yeah. which was a jasmine plant that I actually got all the way from Calgary uh, as a gift for her and my grandpa. I remember when I visited Calgary back in, in 2002. Okay. So it's a big plant now. And then when I moved out, I took a cutting of it. I still have that plant today, which is now about 12 years old, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, and then, um, you know, I, I don't know. like <laughs> No, it's just amazing. Home. Like, and I just, I see you have 23,000 or almost 24,000 followers that yeah. follow you on Instagram, and it's it's interesting. Like when you when you are posting, you actually get plant tips and uh, yeah. and things like that, which is um, I find it really interesting how how uh, how it's taking off, and and I see it in my store, like the <laughs> the young demographic, yeah. the young people are coming in buying yeah. house plants. They're looking after that sought after one, and I mentioned I had, uh, had Lynn's plant life on earlier. I right. mentioned one. We, we have a plant coming in that you write on. Do you know that one? Um, you can, uh, you can. One? It, it's one that you can. You sort of write. You can write your name in on on it or whatever, and it works. It comes out like a scar. Looks like a tattoo on the plant. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with that one, though, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but we have one of I couldn't remember the name. I was wondering if you might know. But one thing I've noticed, white pots is is yeah. huge. What is it with that, do you? Well, for me, for me, I, I, I never like pots that um, overshadow the plant, um, you know, especially with a lot of crazy designs or color, because 
you know, I think plants are just beautiful just to look at when uh, they're in a simple pot because they just they're just they just have beautiful foliage, right? Absolutely. And regardless of what the plant is, and to me, I, I, that's how plants are meant to be, especially indoors, right? And uh, yeah, so so I, I like my, my my plants in white pots, um, um, just just kind of a preference. But I think a lot of people do like it as well. I mean, when it comes to the, the craziness of house plants, I think. It, with younger generation, it's it's strange though because I think a lot of it has to do with, um, especially in the big cities. You know, all of us, uh, most of us, live in condos and apartments. Yeah. Um, and you know, unlike you know, growing up in the suburbs or even you know, with your parents, you had a nice big backyard or front yard, and you, you had trees and plants and whatnot. You know, when you're living in a condo in a brick building, <laughs> you don't have a lot of that room, so you <laughs> tend to kind of bring it indoors, right? So you I want some that life. Has a lot to do. Yeah. yeah, you want some life in it, right? And, um, are you, and I, I'm sort of, and I've said it here on my show a couple times, I think um, people are starting to look for an experience, too, like yeah. and something they can share, because we've all been online, and you shop for a bit, but it gets really boring. Like, yeah. and, So I, I find that everyone's really looking for an experience, and I, I find this with, with, with your, like, the generation coming up, is, yeah. hey, we can, we can have plans, we can share it, we can... And yeah. it's it's doing something rather than just sitting there online all day. Like it's you can only yeah. do that so long. No, no, I I agree, and I, I think um, I, I know I get a lot of uh, 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 you know some of my followers really get excited when I'm at a at a garden center and I'm at a um, you know uh, you know giving them a little bit of a tour and they feel like they're experiencing that as well too. But they're more encouraged to then go out to um, uh, their local garden centers as well and. Uh, you know, especially with plants, something a lot like this, you want to be close to it, you want to see it, you want to feel it, you want to check to make sure they're healthy uh, before taking it at home. When you purchase something online, it's really unknown sometimes. And I've seen and I've heard a lot of people who've done that and um, have been really, um, uh, wasn't a good experience for them because, you know, the plants come in a mess and it wasn't healthy. So definitely I think there's there's that experience part of it as well. And I see that, like, people want to pick out their own plants. Like, we sell yeah. also Christmas trees. Like, what one person thinks is a nice Christmas tree, and another person says, <laughs> exactly. no, I can't handle that one. So exactly. I see that I see that a lot. And I couldn't imagine, yeah, not picking out my own plants um, right. for my house or for my backyard. or, or right. And I'm fortunate enough, I, I have a garden center, and right. we, we do house plants, we do outdoor plants, and all that kind of fun stuff. And I do yeah. see, I don't get a lot of people asking me if they can shop online. Like, we, we, we can offer it, but... I find people like you. You said they want to come pick out your plants, and mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I see the online with plants is is not a, a huge category. So, do you have a couple of favorite plants that you that are say that are in Christian's top five plants sort of thing? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I would say the the monstera deliciosa. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely, I think this is what kickstarted my uh, my tropical houseplant obsession. Um, and I think for a lot of people too, the, the one thing about with plants too is it's a cheap, it's a, a cheaper alternative to like home decor, right? Instead of like purchasing like big art and whatnot. So, you, you know, you, you get a nice statement piece like a monstera for your home. And, uh, next thing you know, you, you find another corner in your house that, you know, needs a fiddly fig. So that's another one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and then next you know, it's like, ooh, this corner needs, uh, you know, a bird of paradise, uh, uh, so you end up getting one, <laughs> and it just keeps going from there, right? So uh, there's just something I don't know. It's, uh, I, I get I nerd out a lot about it when it comes to plants. I know. I know. I can hear the... your voice. You get excited about it. Which, <laughs> so, but that's you don't. Do you do many full like flowering plants? Like 
I have done a, a, a couple. Um, uh, I forget the, the the one that comes out on Christmas, which is a bald the, the amaryllis. The, I think that's what it's uh, that yeah the big bald the amaryllis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a couple of those um, orchids. I've done. I I, I I struggle with orchids because I can never get them to bloom again. And I think I got lucky once where I had an orchid for three years and bloomed twice within that three years. So. Uh, but they just, uh, so I struggle with that one. But uh, the, the biggest uh, yeah. mistake people make with those is once it's done blooming, they cut off that stem. Right. So I always, and they always, oh, they always think they're supposed to cut it off. I say, leave the stem, and typically you should get two or three cycles. Off right. of the off of your one blooming stem. No, I just like going wow. like say I'm just going through your Instagram feed yeah. and lots of foliage plants like rubber yeah. rubber trees yeah. and I, it was one of my favorite as well too. Yeah, and the new variegated. Well, it's not new, but the, you got a variegated rubber tree, and I, I find yeah. that's what people are really looking for. Like foliage is is yeah. the philodendron, like split leaf philodendron. Uh-huh. Um, ZZ plant, you got syngoniums, all kinds of different. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I think that's one thing that's cool about it is because each plant is so unique. And uh, to, to your point, you know, like one person can look at a snake plant and think it's boring, but a lot of people love snake plants. And then it's one of the easiest ones as well, too, to care for, right? Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, the, the, the uh, rubber tree, the variegated one is one of my favorite ones as well, too. Uh, I found that one at, at a, a local nursery as well, too. And, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like what, what, you what, own a garden center, so you you know how it feels. Too. Like, oh, absolutely! You're up there and you look at it, and you're like, "Wow, that's that's just a beautiful thing right there." Absolutely. <laughs> and um, so, when you're doing your post, what are you trying to share with people? Are like you trying to share some information? But you're what? Yeah. What do you like? What are you trying to do to get as many? Like yeah. on your last post, like you get three thousand likes. Like it's yeah. crazy. So, like I, 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 a couple things I think. I think first is um, I do definitely share um, um, some care tips and advice. At the same time, I also ask for care tips and advice because you know I'm I'm not an expert by any means when it comes to plants. Uh, I, I'm learning through my own experience, but I'm also learning through others. And I think that's one thing I like about the social media, the Instagram, is the the, the connection you have with the community. Um, uh, you can learn from each other, right? Uh, I, so that's definitely one of it. Uh, the other thing too is. Um, you know, if I can influence someone who's never liked a plant or never owned a plant and, you know, saw a picture and said, you know, that's a beautiful thing. I want to you know, yeah. I want to try it. And even if they kill it, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's part of the experience. But the fact that you've um, uh, influenced someone who's never owned or t- t- taken care of a plant has one now. I think that to me, I feel good about that, um, um, you know, especially in a time where. And I think this is why we're seeing it a lot more on, on social media as well, too. Because it, the outlet has always been there, and, and there's there's a lot of different like you know people post pictures about their 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 pets or their food and whatnot, and I think plants has just become uh, the next big thing, and and uh, you know we're a little bit more conscious of like nature well, and and green, and I think that's what's helping it too. So and it's yeah. getting, it's better than Donald Trump or Justin Trudeau. So right. I guess right, I <laughs> you can only put so many of those memes out there, right? Exactly. I can only take so much memes where it's like you know give me something that's good and that will allow that will make me feel good, make me feel like you know. Uh, something good about the world. I don't know. No, and no, and I, I hear, I, I absolutely hear it in your voice, and and that's what I like. I said earlier at the beginning of the show, I sort of just thank people for supporting my store and and the right. show here throughout the year. I, I feel very fortunate. Like people, I say, hey, do, do you? What do you don't don't you mind going in on Sunday mornings? I said no, I love it. Like every Sunday, I get to come here, and like you, I get to learn all about new plants, different things, yeah. talk to people. 
and uh, yeah, very very fortunate. So, yeah. um, absolutely. So, what what kind of you have a plant? What do, are you selling plants, or is that is this growing from your Instagram account? Or yeah, you know, I, I don't know where it's going. I, I, what I've done in the past is I've actually just mailed mailed cuttings for free because, uh, for example, my spider plant is uh, one of the more popular ones on Instagram. It produces a lot of babies. So yeah. uh, I, I mailed up about ten of them across Canada to a few of the followers <laughs> just randomly. Uh, and yeah, they, they, they love it. They took a picture of it. Um, I'm actually going to uh, propagate the string of hearts here in an hour. I'm going to go live on, on Instagram to do it. And uh, I'm going to get it ready for spring and then mail those out as well. Um, really you have no intention to uh, like sell plants. It's a share site. Yeah, it's a share, yeah, it's a share type. Yeah, Lynn um, had mentioned that. Like she... She hooks up with people here in Canada. Right. They'll, they'll go meet yeah. for coffee, or yeah. or somewhere else, and uh, and share her cuttings and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Is yeah, there man, any like, garden centers in Toronto that um, bring Instagram plant people together, like for a plant share or something? Yeah. So so there, there's a couple who <laughs> who um, um, uh, I forget which one did last year where uh, they offered to do like a tour for a small group. Uh, which was nice. Um, just the other day, I think it was on Saturday, this past Saturday, which I missed out, there was a, a plant swap that uh, um, someone in Markham uh, organized in one of the local garden center, their Valley View, uh, sponsored it as well, too. So that was really nice. So it was a big turnout. Uh, but yeah, everyone just brings their own cuttings and plants and you swap with other people. I think there was over 200 people that showed up in there. So well, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's something. Yeah. And I, like, I didn't really realize that. Like I said, I'm learning all the time. And Lynn had mentioned, I said, I, I, like, I have lots of space and especially in the summertime where I can provide areas for people to come meet and right. and do that kind of thing and yeah. uh, I, it's becoming part of the community so I love that's, it. That's so, awesome. Did you just recently uh, build like a, a bigger outdoor space? For, yes. Yeah. And, and, and I think you mentioned that you were going to bring in a lot more more uh, like houseplants in there? Or? Absolutely. Well, because it yeah. enables us to empty out our, our main heated house in okay. the summertime with what we use for perennials and some annuals. So it's nice. going to be strictly houseplants all through the whole season. So it's about 2,500 square feet of oh, wow. just, just tropical plants. So That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that's something that I see and I really want to have a separate perennial house because um, mm-hmm. that way, because perennials are a big thing once you get in, like you said, for if you have if you have the outdoor space. Right. Um, so yeah. I want to have a dedicated um, perennial house, yeah. and then we have our our annual house, and then we also have our trees and shrubs. So, um, I, again, I, yeah. trying to to create an experience for people to to come to my store and and, and experience all the different facets of plants, and and we really try to <laughs> encourage. Um, like I said, people like you, I had, mm-hmm. a, I had a couple in the other day and they had bought a crystal ball for photography for plants. Okay. And they were so oh, yes. excited. Yeah. They bought this crystal ball and they were going through my store and they're taking some pictures and they're buying different um, fixtures yeah. to sit their ball into. Yeah. And it was just phenomenal. Like, it was just like, yeah. they were so pumped. And, yeah. and, uh, so I think this is where the plants tie into photography. They tie into, yeah. and that's where Instagram, I think brings a lot of communities together. So yeah. do you do yeah. any uh, seeds like food and stuff like that as well? Or 
Not yet. I, I do plan to do it this summer where, um, you know, grow a bit of herbs. Uh, uh, back at, um, uh, at my last place, I did do, uh, like, you know, the, the, the tomatoes and, yeah. and uh, the peppers and whatnot. But uh, um, in this new place right now, for now, it's just been strictly houseplants. But awesome. something I definitely want to try for sure again in the summer or spring. Awesome. Well, yeah. Christian, thank you so much for joining me. And, thank you for uh, having me. Yeah. And uh, so anybody who wants to follow Christian, he is at Crazy Plant Guy on Instagram. So uh, check out his his uh, his site and uh, follow him on Instagram. Lots of great, lots of great looking plants on there. And uh, you can definitely feel the enthusiasm um, through the phone with Christian. Thanks again, Christian. Great. And Thanks, take care. Well. Have a great yeah, weekend. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is excuse me. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center. We are your destination for houseplants, seeds, and grower supplies, all in full stock. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Um, again, thanks to to uh, to Lynn at Lynn's Plant Life and uh, Christian at Crazy Plant Guy um, from the Instagram Plant World for joining me. Um, and just you can hear it in the passion in their voices. And, I, and they're both doing it. Like, I love the sharing part and doing the cuttings. Uh, I'm definitely going to look at uh, organizing um, some of those plant shares and things like that for, for the house plants. I know they have CD Saturday, so I don't want to get into that. And I know the Hort Society does their, their perennial plant share. But uh, I'm definitely going to get a house plant share hooked up and uh, organized. Um, so we, hopefully we can bring some people together with that. But right now I'm going to go to Gene. And sorry about the long wait. Good morning, Jean. Good morning. Sorry about the wait there. Oh, that's all right. I found it very interesting listening. Isn't, and that's one thing about plants, and I just love how it can cross different generations um, to bring a lot of people together. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So my my cousin has a, <clears throat> a plant sale. It's it's mostly perennials at her church every spring, and um, I'm the official plant lady oh, nice. <laughs> that tells people, if I can, what what they are that they're looking at because they're not always named. Yes, that's the hard part with the plant share. Um, and also some of the invasive species yeah. on, on the perennials that people are bringing in. <laughs> and uh, so you got to be careful of that and some yes. of the bugs and things. So, mm-hmm. Well, what I'm looking for, though, is an Apicia coprita. Okay. Do you know how you spell that? E P I S I A. E P. Uh huh. I S. I S. I A. I A. Okay. And he's a Coprita. C U P. C U P. R E A. R E A. T A. T A. Okay. And um, I had one years ago. It was a thing of absolute beauty. Yeah. But it eventually died on me, and and I couldn't get a, a little one started. And I've been looking for one I'm, for years. I'm almost sure we have this in our store right now. Oh! Oh I'm, my God! I got to get somebody to take me to Calgary. Yeah. I I'm, need the. I need where your store is. Too. We're right on McLeod Trail. You're coming from Nanton. Yes. So just straight down McLeod Trail. We're right on the when you just get first into Calgary. 
Um, we're right on the west side of the road. West I'm just, uh, I just, I would call, let me call the store. I'm heading there after, but if you call the store around noon, yeah. um, I'll, just, I'll just make sure we double check and see if we do have that. Okay. And I actually, I could text Zoe and, and see if she might answer. Um, and see if we have that because I'm I just this one looks I'm just looking at the foliage picture of it and I'm almost positive we have that in so oh good yeah so uh, but I would oh. uh, it's 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 always a good drive to come visit anyways but I, if you're coming for one reason I want to make sure we have what you're looking for so yeah well I don't drive to Calgary anymore used to when it wasn't such a busy place. Yeah, we're still good on the south end. We're not that busy. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Jean. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. 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 And uh, after the break, Wayne, I'll get to you. He's going to talk some habanero peppers up in Airdrie. Um, but, uh, again, lots of great plant questions. I'm just going to go to – I have a couple of quick ones. Um, and right now the deer – um, with there's not a lot of foliage, you're going to see a lot of um, damage. And I did get Kathy had sent in some pictures of her plum tree. Um, I, right now, great time to apply the Bobex. It's still warm. Um, the warmest part of the day, you want to apply your Bobex. And on some of the fruit trees, if you're getting this, you might even want to look at adding, getting the, uh, unfortunately, the lac balsam bark replacement on some of this where it's dug in a little bit deep and you want to cover up some of those wounds on your fruit trees because this causes a lot of disease and and on some of them you might want to even get to the chicken wire or or stucco wire and create a barrier around the trunks of your trees um, because there's not a lot of stuff to eat and so they are looking at uh, different areas and they will start going after our fruit trees and different things at this time of year so you want to make sure that they're covered up and uh, protected from those uh, nasty deer and rabbits and all that stuff. But I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open, 403 403- 974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. I know we lost a couple callers throughout there, and uh, but we're good to go. We're wide open. I'm going to go to Wayne right now. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, Merle. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good, good. I'm uh, interested, like I was talking to you a little while ago about uh, my peppers, my habanero peppers had got aphids. Yep. Well, they didn't make it. Okay. And so uh, I want to know when to replant them. Well, it depends. Are you, do you use grow lights at all? or? Yeah, I got grow lights. Yeah, I, you can start them anytime then. Like, you could start them now. And we will be getting our wild rose heritage seeds in um, by the 15th, he said. And I always love, because he has a really good selection of some of the different hot peppers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that one you might want to uh, just wait a bit and uh, come see what kind of seeds he has um, coming in if you want to try some of the hotter stuff and and things like that. But you should be good to go. And I'd mentioned to um, Christian or Lynn, I think they're growing some peppers, is is that uh, pure spray green is a good thing to use even on a weekly or biweekly basis on your peppers because it helps with the fungus and it also keeps any of the bugs away. Oh, yeah. And uh, and it's it's a pharmaceutical grade mineral oil, so it's not like a pesticide. So it's uh, it just works really well and helps keep your plants nice and healthy. 
Now, what what about ladybugs? Ladybugs are great as well. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, it's there's there's certain ones that if there's no bugs there, if there's no aphids to eat, they go right. Yeah. Um, so um, they come in, do their thing, but aphids can come and go so quickly that um, if you if you're and there's ones that are eating that stay type um, ladybugs and some that are are flyers. So I know we, we've we've really tried to find the right ones to bring in, and we bring them in in the springtime, mm-hmm. spring and summer for that problem. We bring in like the bags of the of the ladybugs. So it, I, I find they work, but it's 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 one that's it's um it's a tough one because like I said, if they, once the aphids are gone, the ladybugs leave. So. Yeah, well, they got they got number two on. Yeah, exactly. So just like us, right? If the fridge yeah. is empty, you go off somewhere else. Now, so. now when I, when I plant these, uh, what do I plant them in? Like what kind of soil? I would just start with a good all-purpose planting mix or planting soil. Um, uh, you, you can use there is a a seedling soil that you can use that's a little bit more airy, um, but that works great. I would just go direct seed them into a four-inch pot, individual seeds. And 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 go from there, and uh, you'll be good. And uh, now, do I got to fertilize this? Um, no. If you're using new soil, new bag soil, there's yeah. enough nutrients in it um, to last you throughout to get them going for sure. And then, then uh, when they're how big, do I move them into the? You want when they get about six inch six inches high, you'll want to transplant them. Oh, okay. So good enough. Yeah, and uh, just watch that you don't get the light too close. If you have some of that new LED lights, um, you just got to be careful on the light, light scorch and sort of do eight hours a day is, is lots, but just watch you don't get them too close because I see now, that. I've seen that a fair bit where people get the new LED ones too close. Now, uh, this uh, should I be on the red spectrum or the white spectrum? Um, I, I, do you, are you able to switch yours on and off? Yes. Okay. I would just start out with the red. And then go from then after that go to the to the white. How long would I leave it on red? Uh, it sort of depends on the on the growth on the plant. Um, so once I'd get it up to after you transplant at least. You leave it on red till transplant. Yeah, because yeah, that helps to germination helps get it going. And then can you do both on yours? Yes. Yeah, and then I would just leave it on both after that. Like get them up and growing, and then just switch it to to both. If you have that capability, you have a good lighting system. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Again, okay. just be careful. Don't get them too close. You don't want to get the scorch. Okay. Well, thanks, Merle. You're very, very welcome. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, and we got lots of callers, so we're going to go to Shaq. Good morning, Shaq. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? You were closing the gate on me. Oh, yes. I apologize for that. I came in and uh, I was coming to feed the cat and water the plants and you were trying to come and visit me. Yeah, no, I was back in a couple of days. I got my Rage Plus. Awesome. Okay, I've got a uh, question for my big, big tree. Okay. It's not a plant, it's a tree, so it's about nine feet high. My ceiling is nine feet. Yeah. And now the leaves are turning over. Yeah. And the, hu- the leaves are huge by 18 by 22. I've got about... Oh, it's one of the fiddlehead figs. It won't have figs. It's a fake one. <laughs> so I, I'm just wondering if I can cut that down. Yes, you can. So how do I cut How high from the floor I should cut it down? Oh, how, 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 how low do the leaves go? Uh, how low? 
Yeah, well, I'd, would, I'd rather if, if you could send me a picture. Okay. Um, or bring it into the store. We'll print it out, and I can just sort of draw on the picture. Okay. Um, that would be the best. And even if you left it with me, or if you email me at um, Let's Talk Gardening at s i u g c dot c a. Okay. And yeah, it's just touching the uh, le- uh, I mean the ceiling, and it's turning over kind of thing. Yeah, no, and that's what they'll do. So, but I just before I tell you how to cut yeah. it, it's just like our pruning, and yeah. I'd I'd rather. Um, just get you in the right direction, and 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 then I can send you some recommendations. I can just, I'll draw on the picture and send it back to you of where I would cut it. Okay, thank you. And I got a northern fig, uh, Chicago. Okay, yeah. And all the leaves fell, but I went and I got the new soil, and I'm still do the rich plus. Yeah, but they'll go dormant. So those ones are the true fig. So that'll it'll go dormant on you. Okay. They need to go through a bit of a dormant period, so that's okay. that's normal on those colder climate plants. Okay. Yeah, they all do that. They'll lose their their leaves, uh-huh. and then they'll refoliate um, once the once the days get a little bit longer in the next few weeks. Okay. All right. Okay, great. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. Nice all talking right. to you. Bye bye. All right. I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and uh, got a picture of uh, one of the new uh, cannabis plants someone's growing at their house. Love it. Love it. Super healthy looking. Three weeks. <laughs> it's growing like crazy. Um, so nice nice work there. That one's looking great. Um, and here we have a... It's... I think it's a, yeah, it is a jasmine, and they had it outside trying to revive it. Um, what I would do with that one, it looks like it needs to get transplanted as well, and it does like a fertilizer, the 30-10-10. So I'd clean off a bunch of those brown leaves because it's trying to use all its energy to revive that. It just needs a good transplanting into a bigger, nicer, I'd probably go into an 8- or 10-inch clay pot and, uh, and, and do that from there and transplant to some nice soil. And that thing will revive nicely for you. But right now I'm going to go to the phone line, and we have Gail from Red Deer. Good morning, Gail. Good morning. How can we help you? Well, um, I, I, I'm getting excited about hearing about these plants on the Internet. Isn't that, isn't that uh, it's such a fascinating, yeah. and it, it's something that we can all share yeah, no matter who is. we are. And I, I had never heard of it this, until today. And, and it's funny because uh, at the moment I'm in rural Albert out out of Red Deer, and yeah. my internet's down. <laughs> oh, and it's going to be down for a couple of days apparently. But Arida sent you a picture because um, I heard Lynn say that she was interested in a Hindoro plant. Yeah, and I have one real for uh, I think I was trying to figure in my head. I think it's close to forty years. Oh wow! Yes, and, and a, do you get the blooms on it? As I well? do once wow. in a while. They don't bloom. Is that a a member of the Hindu <coughs> or of the? Uh, oh. It, yeah, it's part of the Hoya family, it looks like, I, I would think. That's I'm just, what I think, yeah. because yeah, the bloom looks very similar. Yes, it does. So I would, I would definitely think I'm it no is. I'm no plant whiz, but I'll tell you, it was a funny story uh, with this one, because 30 years ago, my son had told my daughter-in-law to buy us a, uh, for an anniversary present to buy a plant. Okay. And uh, I ended it. it the one she took home was this little plant, and I think it was in a little, about the size of a coffee cup. 
And my son wasn't too pleased. He said, I said, a plant. So anyway, I ended up with this big arrangement. Yeah. And I ended up at their house, and I see this little thing sitting on the coffee table. I said, what is that? And she said, well, uh, she told me the story that <laughs> it was really for my anniversary. And I said, well, can I have it now? <laughs> <laughs> and 30, 40 years later, it is a huge plant. Yeah, it is part of the Hoya. It is. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's I actually a Hoya in Hindu rope is what it's. Call. That's what she told me. It was a Hindu rope, and that's all she knew about it. Yeah. And nobody's ever known any, any. I have it sitting in my front room. Or I've got large entryway, and I don't think I hardly have a person that comes through the door that hasn't been here that asks about that plant. I can see that because it's very, it's actually really interesting looking too, it right? It is. Yeah. It is. And I would say if I untangled it, I bet you I've got the string, I call them string, I don't know what they are, the ropes. Yep. They'd probably be at least, oh, maybe four feet, five feet long. Oh, wow. And they, they're fairly easy to propagate, too, so... You know what? I have never had any luck. And everybody that ha- uh, uh, has seen it want a piece, and I've cut off lots of pieces. My mom was the only one that could that ever started any that I, I knew of for me. So what you want to do is you want to do it on the... If you want to cut off, like, three or four inches off the end of one of them... Okay. ...and peel off about six rows of, of leaves, like, yes. just slowly p- pick them off, and then you'll see a bunch of little plant nodes there. And then if you do have some rooting hormone, just dip it in that and then put it directly into soil. And just try keep it a little bit moist for a few weeks... And uh, it, the, the, that one, they should root up fairly easy, especially if you're using the new the new growth on the end. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably what, like my mom said, that's, that's kind of what she did. Like uh, she used to start African violets, yeah. and she said you start them the same. But you know what? I've never, this one, I'm, I'm ashamed to say, I have never, I've only transplanted it uh, once. Yeah. It's never been transplanted. It's in a pot that's just... <laughs> small, it's overgrown, it's underwatered, it's under everything, and I just scared to do anything with it because it it's just... those are the, it's almost a succulent though too, so they are fairly easy and they can survive in that because you think in the desert they do have fairly small root system, a lot of the succulents. Oh, so okay. when you are neglecting, a lot of those plants can survive in that type of environment. Well, it is it has survived everything. But I'm amazed you're not getting more blooms because sometimes when people make plants suffer a bit more that's sometimes a trigger for plants to bloom again too oh because yeah. they just feel like hey i gotta i gotta revive myself i gotta reproduce because yeah. i'm getting killed here <laughs> so i gotta well i'll tell you it, it uh, has because and i it, i had a neighbor offered last year to help me transplant it but it's so big and i just I, it's just too much of a job for me. Yeah, if you do, they do like they do prefer to go into a nice clay pot. So clay pot. Yeah. Oh, good to know. Already, because it does need it does need. Next week, if my if my Instagram is up, I'll try and get you a picture. Awesome. Look Thank forward you. to it. Yeah. Okay. Just just tag me or let me know. I have a couple of my uh, Merle Coombs and then uh, at Spruce It Up Garden Center. Okay, I'll try and well. find you. All right. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good one, Gil. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, always, always interesting. I love that uh, um, everybody's getting into the Instagram, Instagram thing and uh, social media with plants. So, but right now, I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to do a quick call. We'll whip down all the way down to High River again. We're going to chat with Mary. Mary, you slept in today. What's going on? No, oh, maybe not. She's listening on the radio. <laughs> Hey, Mary, how are you? I'm all right. Good. 
You sounded lonesome. You said the phone lines were well, empty. Yeah, but they fill so, right up. Today's been a. I'm actually for January. I'm. I'm uh, thankful everyone's up and <laughs> eager to get in. I think the weather, with it being a little sunny today, yeah. um, man, the phone lines have been. It's but been busy all day, so it's been really good. But so. you can have the wind. Yeah, yeah, you can take it and send it somewhere. We've been else. lucky in Calgary. Like We've had a little bit of wind, but nothing like oh, southern it's been Alberta. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you a funny story about horseradd. Okay. Don't ever, ever grind it inside because <laughs> your kids will come home and they'll say, Mom, what's wrong? Did Dad die? I said, yeah, he's going to die. He told me to make horseradd, but he didn't tell me I had to grind it outside. <laughs> Nasty, eh? <laughs> Terrible. I hated horseradish, but I learned how to eat it. I love, Mix yeah. it with ground-up beets. Oh, really? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Sometimes, I, uh, but I don't have any anymore. I killed it. Everybody said, no, you you never kill that stuff. You can dig it to China. I said, well, I don't know what I did. I killed it. I love, uh, I like mixing horseradish and mayo just out on, like, on sandwiches and stuff. Oh. It's so good. Mm. My husband liked that, the hottest yeah, stuff that no, ever same. walked the earth. Yeah, there's a few good steakhouses in Calgary that have some good hot stuff. Yeah, so. you're right. Anyway, have a good Sunday. You too, Mary. Yeah, and have a holiday, I hope. Yeah, yeah. it's coming soon. Yeah, good. Take care. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mary. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right. I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And uh, I actually probably have time to take a couple quick calls. If you want to try and get back on, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Right now I'm going to go to the phone lines and chat with Marles. Good morning, Marles. Hello. Hi there. Hi, Marles. Oh, hi. Sorry. That's okay. I got empty space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that once in a while. <laughs> okay. I, I turned on a little late today, and I was very intrigued when I heard, oh, they're talking about indoor plants. Anyway, I'm not going to tell and, you the name until the last minute. Of okay. And Marla, what you yeah. can do, though, too, is, um, and anybody else listen, you can, th- these do get put on podcast, or you could go on the I, 770. I'm not- I, I'm not on any okay. internet thing. I okay. can't afford Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I love plants. I have about 92 now. Oh, nice. But this one I'm talking about is actually uh, basically from Winnipeg. Uh, my girlfriend's mom gave it to her. She didn't like it anymore. They uh, renovated, so I did get it. I uh, parted it in two, and now it's sitting here, and I gave about 10 cuttings to... Uh, people in town since I moved here and the best one the most luscious and oh gorgeous one I just saw because I feel attached to it at the bank of Montreal near Chinook across Home Depot in the back coffee shop coffee shop, coffee room, and my um, teller, Olga, I shouldn't say her name, but she's lovely. She looks after it when it was very tiny. It's gorgeous. I just about fainted. Okay, I'll tell you the name. Okay. It's it's, this plant, I have those two old ones are close to 60 years. 
So they had lots of babies, like I said, and it's called, I don't know the Latin name. I, I should look it up. I never did. Thorn of Christ. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It has pink flowers all year round. Um, my old plants don't have a lot of leaves, but they still flower and thorns. My grandchildren always say, oh, me, be careful. I, I know, I know, I know. It's gorgeous, and I have never seen in any of the stores in town any of those plants. Yeah, actually, we've had those in a few times. Uh, they're part you of the, had? Yeah, oh they're my. like a cactus. They're euphobia cactus. Like, they're, uh, yeah, we've had these in. They're they're great. Are you sure? I've Absolutely. never... Yeah, because no, I'm looking at the picture. As soon as I've seen it, we've, we've, we've had these in, so... Oh, my God. So yeah. my call was really silly anyway. <laughs> no, that's good. But what it is is because with, with plants, um, they go through cycles as well, right? Because yeah. um, if they become not popular, then they stop propagating them. Oh. And then so sometimes they, it takes a while to get things back into circulation. Yeah. So a lot of plants, and we see that with our trees and shrubs, um, well, I remember I, I, well, it was in summer I called about my apple tree, yeah. which had only 15 apples, and the past years it had 90 kilos plus. Wow. You know? yeah. <laughs> so you told me, did you feed it? Did you water it? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, thank you very much. You're but very, very it's welcome. It's a gorgeous plant. Yeah. It's very you, long lasting. Yeah, so you're getting the. The white blooms. It also comes in a pink as well. Oh so. my goodness! Well, I should to drop in sometime and some. Maybe you have a white one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. 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 Yeah, and that's the that was the neat thing about sharing all the different plants and things like that. And if Gord puts Pat on hold there real quick, I'll take one last call and uh, and and pull him up on the on the line here and. Uh, Gord, you want to just put him on hold, and I'll pull him up right away. There he is. There, I'll pull up uh, Pat. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. How are you? I have a. I am great, and I know you're great because everybody else has asked you the same question. <laughs> no, hey, I'm pretty lucky, okay. right? I can My... talk about plants on a Sunday morning. It's perfect. What I want to know, I'm trying to. I'm going to want to replant my hoya. Yeah. And it's about a four-inch plant. Okay. Uh, pot. Okay. How big can I go? I would go to a, a, probably a six or eight inch. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. you might as well, because it's not going to hurt it going a little bit bigger and then it just saves transplanting again if you go to a five inch. And just like, I, I find six or eight inch because as the Hoya gets bigger, they become top heavy too, so if you go a little too, too oh. small, they can get um, top heavy and tip over. So if you go a little bit bigger, it's going to give it lots of room to grow and then you're good for a while. That sounds great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling in, Pat. Bye-bye. All right. Anyways, that is it for me for today. What a great show. Lots of people. And thanks for uh, Lynn's Plants Life on Instagram and Crazy Plant Guy for joining me and then everyone else who called in. Um, Thanks again. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.